You are listening to The Limitless Podcast. I'm your host, Deanna Heron. What if you had no limitations keeping you from your dream life? In 2016, I had a major tug on my heart to write a book about my story. And in the process, I learned that I had been operating with a very faulty belief system for the majority of my life. I've had a huge transformation since then. And my life's passion and mission is to teach you how to live a limitless life. Join me on this journey. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Limitless Podcast. This is Deanna Heron, your host. I am thrilled to be with you today, and I'm so honored and grateful that you are a part of this amazing community of like-minded women who seek to better themselves. So I want to honor you. I'm so grateful for you, and I'm so proud of you for all the work that you are doing to better yourself because when one heals, we all heal. So I want to remind you that my mission and passion is first and foremost to help women stand in their truth because a woman who stands in her truth becomes limitless in her impact. So today I get to share with you an amazing woman who I met through a mutual friend, and this woman is truly a warrior. So we are continuing on our Warrior Women series, and Chrissy Schmidt exemplifies that of a warrior. And I had the opportunity to meet her on a Zoom and just really connected heart to heart. And I'm excited for you, Chrissy, to be on this podcast. I'm excited for all the listeners to hear your wisdom and you know, your arena moment. And that's what we're talking about on this particular series. So I would love for you just to introduce yourself to everyone and share with us what you do, who you are, and what Chrissy is about. Hi there. I am so um, grateful to be on this podcast, Deanna. I've been listening to your podcast and I'm just honored to be able to share my story on here. So my name is Chrissy Schmidt. Um, I'm a solo mama of two. I've got two little girls, so Kendall, who is three, and then I've got Madison, who is six. Um, I am an entrepreneur. I've been in the industry now for five and a half years. And what I can say is it has given me the freedom and the time, the time freedom and the fine, you know, the ability to be home as a solo mama for my little girls um, and be able to go to like events with them, um, you know, and just be able to be there all the time in case they're sick from school. And it's just been really good because going through what I went through, um, if I had to go to work from a nine to five, I don't really know how I would have gotten to where I am now. It would have been more of a struggle. So I am so grateful for this industry. I am so grateful for my journey and I continue to work on myself every single day. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I can't wait to hear your story and share your story. I don't know all of it, but I do know some of it. So I know that um, entrepreneurship is such a, an amazing way for women to have freedom and flexibility, and what a blessing it is for you to to be able to have that. But I just want to, um, man, I know it's a hard job just to be a single mom. So congratulations to you for sure. I want to share um, one of my favorite quotes that actually is in my office, and I'm sharing it with, you know, during this series. But it's so important because I think so many women, and the message that I want to portray during the Women Warriors series is so many women that want to be entrepreneurs, they look at those of us who have 
succeeded at some level and they they don't think it's possible for them because they only see the highlight reel of our achievements and they they actually haven't even had a peek into that arena moment and the struggles that really brought us to the point of success. So this um, this is hanging in my while and it is by Theodore Roosevelt and I think Brene Brown is the one that made it so famous. Uh, in her book. So it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly. So that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never know victory nor defeat. So I'm honoring your arena moment, Chrissy, and I would love for you to share whatever you whatever it is that you want to share about your story. Absolutely. So, you know, my arena moment, there was many times in my life. So I'm going to just say I battled with addiction and mental health, you know, my whole life from the time I was probably 14, um, which led up to my arena moment, um, battling with, you know, anxiety, stress, um, you know, not feeling worthy enough, not knowing who I really was. Um, you know, so I would drink, I would drink to numb the pain. I would drink because it was easier for me to blend in than to stand out. Um, but in the end I always ended up standing out because I would black out and, you know, do things that I normally wouldn't do. I bottled this for years. Um, and you know, as I dug down, I'm going to talk about my arena moment too, but, um, you know, when I dug down, I realized that I suffered from anxiety and depression at a young age. And I didn't know that, um, you know, these kinds of things weren't talked about years ago. So as I've done the work on myself, I'm now well aware that I was self-medicating myself with alcohol um, and sometimes drugs, you know, to numb the pain that I felt inside of not knowing who I was, having no self-worth, and just not knowing where I was supposed to be in life. Um, you know, so when I, my arena moment um, was very detrimental. Um, so battling addiction and alcohol, it got to a point where, you know, I got so drunk and intoxicated one night. Um, I had one little girl at the time, Madison. I had my first child um, and I got so intoxicated. I was in the middle of, you know, me and my ex were splitting up, me and my um, husband. And I got so intoxicated. Um, there was lots of events that led up to this, but I ended up in the hospital. And being that intoxicated, you know, waking up and um, talking to the doctors and they knew what kind of state I was in because I was not okay. Like I truly, truly wasn't okay. I was broken. I didn't know who I was. I was scared. Um, I had been in a bad relationship and I had finally pushed it to a point where it was now over you know, um, and being able to accept the fact that, you know, everything happens for a reason, because in that time I was in victim mode. Um, I woke up in the hospital and the doctors then said, you know, the best thing for, for me to do is to be observed for 24 hours. And hearing that and knowing I had a daughter at home was absolutely terrifying, but also knowing that now 
I was going to be doing it on my own. And I didn't have any self-belief in myself at that time. I didn't, I believed that I was worth nothing. I believed I can never survive without my ex. Limiting beliefs that were instilled into my brain. Um, so I ended up um, being observed for 24 hours. And after that, you know, they cleared me, but I, um, I, I admitted myself into a detox. And I laid there for three days and the anxiety that pounded in my chest, I could never explain to somebody. The fear of now having everything done, me and my ex were now heading into a divorce and I would now be in a custody battle for my daughter. And I was pregnant. Um, so I was going into the darkest days of my life. And, you know, I sat in that detox for three days and everything flowed through my mind. I couldn't sleep. The minutes seemed like hours and I was absolutely terrified. And it was then that I realized I no longer have anybody to hold me up. It is me. Like my family's always been a great support, but it was me now. My ex and me, we were now heading towards a very dark divorce, um, but it was now me. And at that time, it took me a long time to gain this belief in myself. But at that time, I didn't believe I could do it. It's not something that happened, you know, in a couple days. Um, I went from detox home, you know, and I laid in bed for a long time, you know, pregnant, you know, trying to figure out what am I going to do with my life? I'm in a custody battle now for my daughter. I'm a good person. I still knew I was a good person, but the amount of abuse verbally and just, you know, the toxicity of my life, the way it had became, um, you know, when I went, to, I started going to counseling, like I had nothing left. And I started going to counseling. And I remember the counselor saying to me, Chrissy, you know, what do you like about yourself? What do you what are you good at? And I was so broken at that time. And just all the things that had been said to me that I believed now, and I said, I don't like anything. You know, um, I started to, you know, I continued in counseling. And it was the hardest thing I've ever been through in my life. Having a child, being pregnant, having all of these things said about me, you know, how could I get up? How could I move forward? How could I fight this battle on top fight addiction? You know, um, and I started to work on myself. I got my counselor, you know, even though in the beginning, I didn't think it was working at all. You know, um, I got myself into doing, I went to my doctor and I said, I need support. I'm an, I'm an, you know, I'm addicted to alcohol. I've taken drugs. I need something to keep me on, you know, track because I needed something to be proud of. So I got my doctor to prescribe me, um, you know, he, I asked him to give me a letter so that I could go get voluntary drug tests and alcohol tests. And each week I did that because at this point I didn't believe in myself, but each week that I got a clean test, which I did, I started to pull myself back up. I was proud of myself. Um, you know, and the best thing that ever happened was that moment. Um, when I ended up in the hospital, there was lots of events that led up to it. And I would always just say, you know, Oh, I just drank too much or I did this or that, but really it, I'm an addict. And I, I needed to accept that instead of using all these excuses of, you know, Oh, I just had a rough night. No, I'm an addict. And that's my path. You know, I learned to be proud of who I am at the time going through all that and battling, you know, fighting for custody of my children. Um, you know, sorry, I just forgot what I was saying, but, um, you know, I forgot what I was saying, but, um, fighting for my children, you know, it was the darkest days of my life, you know, and, um, being in network marketing, 
my team really lifted me up and supported me through this. So I'm so grateful that I had that in this time of my life because I was able to dig into something called personal development, which before working in network marketing, I had no idea what that was. I didn't know what working on myself and all those things entailed. And, you know, in between counseling, doing my drug tests, um, and doing personal development, reading, um, learning from other people, connecting with other people who were battling the same things. And I started to slowly build myself up. You know, it took months and months. Like I wish I could say it was, you know, two months and I was better. It wasn't. I still, to this day, work on myself, work on to improve myself. And I always tell my team that too um, in, in my business is, is if we're always working on ourselves and we're always trying to go, you know, higher and higher and just become the best people we can be, you know, we'll be incredible. And daily, I strive to do those things. You know, I also help people with addiction and mental health. So when I was asked to be on this podcast, I knew it was, you know, my path, because I want to be able to reach out and support people that when they're at their lowest time, like I was at, that they, you know, can find the strength within them to keep going. Because when I was down, it would have been easier to stay down. You know, it would have been easier to just give up. But I had my two children, I had my daughter who I was pregnant with, and I had my um, three-year-old at that time, and I started to fight. And I found a fight within my soul that I didn't know was there anymore. So I love that you just said a fight within my soul, because a lot of times that arena moment is also, I call it the darkest night of the soul. And that is the moment that we get to choose are we going to get back up and fight? Right. And so I, you shared so many amazing tips just through, through your story. Um, and I'd love to hear more about the tips on how you just really, you know, picked yourself back up. But one of them was, I mean, the, the accountability piece that you did with your doctor is absolutely incredible. And, I'm sure that as, you know, you walked in that office to get that testing, you you walked away after the test knowing, man, I did that. And that just gave you a little more power and a little more power. So what were some other things that you did that were instrumental in you gaining your power back? You know, I had a counselor and I, I still to this day believe she was my guardian angel. And I would go to her once a week and we would, you know, do all the exercises. And in the beginning, I didn't feel like it was working. You know, I didn't feel like it was working. But as we kept going, I started to believe in myself and she would just pump belief into me. She said, Chrissy, you have no idea what I see. You're just broken. You know, we're going to fix you. We're going to get you through to the other side. And I had her saying those things because you know, it was very hard. I didn't have very many people who, you know, believed in me anymore, let alone myself. You know, when I, when you don't believe in yourself, it's very hard to find your way through. So I did that. And, you know, in the end of our counseling, um, I remember I said to her, she said, what do you like about yourself? And I said, I'm an amazing mom. I said, I'm an amazing daughter, sister. I'm a leader. You know, that's incredible. I'm a friend. I'm all these things. And she started to cry. And she said, in the beginning, you couldn't tell me one thing. And it just goes to show that like all the work you do, you know, things do get easier, right? 
And being down that low, you have to start making the first steps, you know, whether it's going for a walk, you know, I started walking, I started, I started to journal, I started to listen to like-minded people, you know, people that I wanted to be like, people that I knew once I got through this, I was going to be like, and learn from them. Um, Other people who were in addiction that got through to the other side, and I could look at them and say, wow, you know, you got through everything you got through, I'm going to do that too. Because, um, you know, just having that means so much. I started to do yoga. I remember I would get up in the mornings when I was, you know, in my sobriety journey and I'm still on it today, but I would have a coffee. And I was, I just remember thinking my life is so simple. You know, I had my baby at this time. I had Kendall. My life is so simple and it's so peaceful, but I love it. I loved just being able to like sit and enjoy a coffee and not, you know, have to consume booze to calm my anxiety because I was doing that work within myself. You know, I was journaling, I was seeing a counselor, I was connecting with people who had battled this, you know, and I just, I continued to dig into personal development, which really, really helped me find who I am and continue to find who I am. You know, my journey's not over. Um, I'm always going to be working on myself. I'm always going to be improving myself. And just, you know, when I look back from now to like three and a half, four years ago, I'm such a different person. I have so much more patience. I have so much more gratitude. I have a life I always dreamed of having. I have my children, um, you know, living their best life and I'm the best mom they could have. And that's such a proud thing for me because I didn't know when that happened in my arena moment that I would get to that point where, you know, my kid, I would know that I was the best mom for my children. I was the best person, you know, to be taking care of them because I had been beaten down and broken so hard. Um, I've done a lot of inner child work, you know, and there's still lots to do. You know, I see that daily as I work on myself, I've done a lot of work, but there's still more and there's always going to be more. Um, there's always going to be things that come at me and it's just being able to know how to handle it. I do breath work. I do breath work, which, you know, brings stored energy up, but I do that, um, to help me with anxiety where before I used to drown myself, like drink alcohol to numb that down, which was a blanket. You know, it was never, ever helping me to deal with the problems that, you know, were within me. Right. So I do breath work. I do yoga. I love walking with my kids and I love crystals and manifesting in the universe. And I love to just be alone and journal and just, you know, plan out my life of what I, what's next to come. What's the next course I'm going to take? Who's the next person I'm going to connect with like you and be in a podcast where I can then reach out and help other people and continue to do that because my whole life, you know, what really completes me is being a mom and also being able to help people, you know, on different, different levels. So my industry that I work in, I get to help people daily. Um, I'm so passionate about that. And when I found that I realized this is where I'm supposed to be. It's not my, for me, it's not it being in an office nine to five for me. And that's for a lot of people, but for me, it's being able to help so many different people on so many different levels, you know, so I get to help my team. I get to help my customers. I get to help my parents, my kids. Um, and I get to help my team, you know, grow into women that they want to be. And I get to help them go through, you know, deal with things that I dealt with. So it's been such an honoring, um, honoring business to be part of. So beautiful sure. because honestly, everything that you have said is what 
it takes to be successful, you actually, without even realizing it, created some habits for yourself. And those habits led to the success of where you are today in your sobriety, where you are in your business. And those habits were accountability, which you probably didn't even realize you were doing at the time, the journaling, the yoga, the breath work, the counselor. So all of those things that you did for you, which I I want everyone to listen to what she is saying. So she incorporated all of those things. But if you could just incorporate one habit every quarter, you've created four habits at the end of the year. And habits multiplied over time is what really equals that success. And so I'm super proud of what you were able to do. And it is, it's really about pulling ourselves back up, not relying on anyone else and just relying on that strength within and using the tools that we can use in order to get back on track. So congratulations to you. Thank you so much. I also want to add, um, I am statements, you know, when you're down and broken, say those things to yourself, even if it bothers you and it, you know, you don't believe it, say those things to you and dig deep, you know, and it'll start to program your subconscious minds. It's all what we believe. Um, and you know, saying those things, Mm -hmm. it helps. It really does. Even if it's something you don't believe, continue to say it to yourself until you do believe it, until you do know it's the truth. Yes, so true. Because really, um, you know, we all have this underlying unworthiness and it shows out in, in different ways. And it's reprogramming that that will help you actually starting to believe in yourself. And so I'm so thankful for you for being on this podcast. And your tips were absolutely amazing. What an amazing habit creator you are. And you have just warmed my heart, Chrissy. Your, your story is absolutely inspiring. And I just want to leave you with this. I want to say you are recovered right? You are recovered. You you are healed. And I just want you to know that I see the same thing that your counselor sees in you, just this amazing woman, this beautiful light, this beautiful greatness, and you are changing the world. You're changing the world through this podcast and every life that you touch. So thank you for being a part of this podcast. It was such an honor to interview you. And I would love for you to share with the audience how they can reach you, how they can get a hold of you. Sure. So um, people can connect with me on Facebook. I'm in the middle of setting up my website. Once I have that, I can give you that. But I'm usually my most, um, the site I use most is Facebook. I also do have Instagram. My Facebook is Chrissy Schmidt. And then my Instagram is K Schmidt. Um, K Schmidt is the handle. K K Schmidt 83. Awesome. All right. Yes. Thank you so much for having me thank too, Deanna. Um, this is an awesome experience. And awesome. I'm so awesome. Well, thank you everyone again for joining us. And I'm so blessed to be with you. And I'm excited to be with you next Tuesday on this Warrior Series. So goodbye, everyone. God bless. I'm honored to have you as part of the Limitless community. If this podcast has added value to you, I'm going to ask you to do two things for me. Number one, share it with your family and friends. And number two, go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review this podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Deanna Heron. I always love hearing from you. If you would love more about what's happening in the Deanna Heron world, you can go to DeannaHeron.net, subscribe to my email list, or even be a part of my private Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you next week. God bless you.